Bush and Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, as we're doing the show you're about to hear, uh, we are stood uh, in the shadow of the safe that is in Studio One here at Absolute Radio HQ to house the the the, the number for Dave Berry's one in 100, £1,000 yes. number. So it's in there, it's properly locked. None of us lot know what the actual security code is. If you were going to try and get that safe open mm-hmm. using household implements or stuff that you could buy from the high street, how you get it open? Because um, a proper listen to this, proper safe that it is a proper safe. Okay, um, it's going to be a crowbar mechanism, but I'm not saying it's going to be a crowbar. Get a crowbar in there, do you reckon? Uh, I think flathead screwdriver. You sat on top of it. Me ratchet- the screwdriver or the safe? No, you're sat on the safe. Right. I'm ratcheting the screwdriver, uh, and then I reckon we'll blow it in the end. You reckon? Yes. I mean, maybe Dave, like, when, when they're done with the competition, they'll let us see if we can get into it with stuff. Because I was thinking, you know, like, um, have you ever put... What are those sweets that you put in lemonade and it blows up? Alka-Seltzers. Maybe something like that. No, that's not a sweet. Um... Pour lemonade into it. Refreshers. Refresher in, yeah. a, in, you know, like, blow it up from the inside, like carbonate of soda or that's something That's like what that. we should do. So, you know, like, you have, like, Love Island or something and then there'll be, like, a Love Island extra or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. whatever day... One in a hundred goes. Yeah. What Dave should do is at the end... I, look, it's up to Dave what he does, you know, a very successful breakfast show. But what I would do is I would then say, now we're going to lock this safe up again and make sure you're listening to Home Time tonight because Bush and Richie are going to blow it. We could call it Bush and Richie blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> we're going to pitch that to Dave. Uh, keep listening to the breakfast show. See how that goes. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, don't take this the wrong way. Sometimes doing the show with you, most of the time, is is great because we, we help each other out. But what, Where's this going? T- this afternoon, I'm in a situation where you are absolutely no help to me whatsoever. How can that be? I'm, I'm, I've got varying interests, a man of uh, a lot of experience. The garden. Nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> exactly, there's the problem. Uh, Natalie's away for a few days. I've got to keep the hydrangeas alive in the garden. Okay. Three hanging baskets... Three great big giant plots of them. I think I could get up to anything over the next few days and get away with it. But if, if come Friday those plants are dead, I'm dead Saturday. All right. Tarmac the lot. She'll thank you for it. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the solution, but I, I I think I can keep them alive. All right. I, okay. You know, my lawn is like my fourth child. Well, what is her instruction so far? Is just to to what? Don't forget to water them. Water them every day. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't mess that up. Okay. Fair I'm enough. Set an alarm on my phone to do it anyway. Of course you have. It would be great to not just have them survive, but to thrive. And here's where you are no use, because I'm kind of after some tips to how to... I don't know. The, I don't think this is the horticultural term. How to turbocharge some plants. So when Natalie gets back, they're not just like a little bit better, they're like, she can't believe it. As in sort of like looking at them and going, wow, what have you done to those plants? They're amazing. They're so big. They're so pink. Well done. Well, I'll be honest with you. I agree with you. The garden bit doesn't interest me. But what does interest me is that there might be stuff out there that people have never poured onto a plant before. Exactly. And they don't know what it could do to the plant. Oh, but I'm not not looking at... Do you know what I mean? I'm not looking at experimenting over the next few days. I'm after genuine results. But have you ever put milk onto plants? We don't know that milk... (laughs) Milk might make plants go absolutely wild. We don't even know, though, do we? We don't know. We don't know. Now you've got me interested. (laughs) So if anyone has genuine things that are going to supercharge, turbocharge, boost these plants over the next three days for big results... 
then I'm in the business of hearing about it tonight. So we'll hear about that also. Let's not rule out you. If there's something you think, although you've never tried it, it might make plants grow faster, then also get in touch. This is why you're no help. Uh, Craig says, my wife once got a ton of manure delivered. Uh, stunk all mm. summer, but at least the, pr- uh, the plants thrived every cloud. Well, I guess people use that in like growing stuff, don't they, manure? Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be able to get manure in the next three days, though. Imagine, like, how would you get hold of manure at really short notice? Well, I guess you ring a farm, surely, do you? Or just go round there at night. Help yourself. They'll be glad to get rid of it. Is it illegal to steal cowpats? I'm not too sure. Because that is basically manure, isn't it? There must be an old English word for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like some some kind of old-fashioned word for it. Ian says, hydrangeas love barbecue smoke and the whiff of empty beer cans in the garden. (laughs) Party every night, absolutely guaranteed to work. Why have I even come to this show to ask this question? It was my mistake. It's it's, it's all on me. Uh, John says, slugs and snails hate copper because of a reaction between their mucus and the copper. So use (laughs) self-adhesive copper tapes that normally protect pots and containers from slugs and snails. Aren't slugs and snails just awful? Snails are awful, but slugs uh, are even worse. Snails as well. Why are they obsessed with, like, hanging out on garden paths or right by your step? They always never learn. hang out in a place where it's not going to help themselves. Not going to help themselves. They'll never learn. Charlie has texted in to say, uh, Richie, if you cook potatoes, pasta or rice, don't use any salt, and then once the water cools down, it's a feast for your plants. I did pesto pasto for myself last night. Missed an opportunity. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Julius, what's your tip? Um, so it's tea leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, or use tea. As in, like, a normal kind of, uh, you know, PG tips tea bag? Basically, yeah. I think it, it doesn't really matter. It's just uh, the nutrients that are left over in the tea leaves. They should help boost the growth and the blooming of your hydrangeas. So wow. I know for a fact that I've got three tea bags, three tea bags just lying on the side at home at the moment. It's already gone yeah. to rack and ruin. Oh, it has. Yeah. <laughs> place doesn't need to be tidy until Thursday night, does it? That's a good point. Um, so if I put one of those in each of the hanging baskets at the moment, Julius, you are saying I'll start seeing results? Uh, you should do. You may want to break them open so and sort of spread the uh, tea leaves around in the hanging baskets. Um, but yeah, you should start seeing results. All right, and are you a, are you a gardener? You've got green fingers, Julius? Um, you know what? Actually, I have turned into a bit of a gardener. Yeah, I've, just, I've completely renovated the garden in the house that I live in. Um, from an absolute mess to a real uh, lovely blooming vision of gorgeousness, to be honest. <laughs> if you may say so yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going home and uh, breaking open the uh, the Yorkshire tea bags. All right. All right, cracking. A thin layer of Vaseline around the rim, says Stephen. Slugs and snails oh. can't grip the pot and slides off. Thought we got the wrong group. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm trying to keep me hydrangeas uh, alive by the end of the week, otherwise I die. Uh, after your suggestions to turbocharge these plants, because you don't want to just keep them alive, you no. want to like you want Natalie to come back and go, oh my god, you are David Bellamy. I don't want them to survive. I want them to thrive. Uh, what's a what's a modern garden person? David Bellamy's like Monty Don. Oh my god, you're Monty Don. Thank you. Hashtag Monty Don. Uh, try di- this, this one here. Uh, Caleb from Northeast Scotland says, try diluting add blue to the ratio of four to one with no. water. Shower the plants. He's added the science. The nitrogen in the add blue acts as a fertilizer. No, I, I fail to believe something that's going to keep a diesel engine running is going to grow hydrangeas. But isn't that like it's pig wee wee add blue? Is it? Apparently, it is. There's so much to unpack in this particular subject. Wow. Uh, Jade, you got a better suggestion? Yeah, uh, coffee grounds. Coffee grounds? What, what are they? Yeah. 
So basically, if like you and you go to Costa and stuff, uh, the stuff that comes out after they've like you know put the coffee and made the coffee, yeah, and um, the leftover grounds, if you put them in the soil, they're supposed to make your plants look absolutely. Beautiful. Wow, we've got a battle going on here between tea from earlier on, yeah. coffee now. It's so weird because I walk past our local coffee shop on the way home from work every night, uh, Colt Coffee in Leon C, and he's always got a couple of bags of what I presume is this stuff out, you know, waiting for someone to take them away or something, I guess, in the evening. Yes, yep, yep. I know that other places do it, and that's exactly it because uh, it is really supposed to be great for your plants, and like I said, it's supposed to make them just like burst with colour, and they're supposed to look amazing with it. Isn't this interesting? Richie started this entire hour of the show saying, I couldn't help in any way, but I. I'm the one that walks past the coffee grounds. <laughs> there you go, see you are some you. Thank you. Thank you very much for offering to go and pick some up from that doorway tonight, then. I haven't decided yet, but I'll think about it. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Daily takeaway. Jack's working at a garage in Bolton says, boys, AdBlue contains uh, ammonia and ionised water, no pigs involved. Uh, if you've missed the first hour of the show and you've literally just got in the car to go home and you're thinking, what's been going on? Uh, Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway, available to stream through the Absolute Radio app after the show tonight. I, I, I don't want to get into it now, but I do believe pigs are involved <laughs> and I'm not letting that one lie. Thank you very much. Now, in other news, uh, I've been worrying that I go to bed too late. Like, I've always been a night owl, and growing up, my mum uh, used to stay up with a, with a scotch watching TV. I remember sitting up with her watching CNN for the first war in Iraq, OJ Simpson trial, watching that live in the middle of the night. Wow. Watching that bit, you remember that bit in Big Brother where you could watch them sleep? Yes. In bed, staying up with my mum, watching that. Madness. And it's kind of stayed with me. So, like, now, present day, you know, I get in from work, we have my tea, and then I, I, want, I, I want my brain to calm down a little bit, so I'll, I'll play video games or guitar or muck around with board games, all that kind of thing. Which means I normally end up going to bed at about quarter to 12, midnight, half 12, sometimes one o'clock. That's late. That, well, this is it. I, I worry that this, I, I go to bed later than everyone else. My, my thing in my head is that I go to bed at, like, 1 a.m., half 12, and the rest of the United Kingdom is tucked up in their wee willy winky outfit with a Horlicks at 10pm. That's what I worry about. So I thought, if you don't mind, I just thought it would, would help me overall just getting a sense of the lay of the land by doing a, what we could call a bedtime audit in this hour of the show where it's a very simple question. We ask, you know, some quite difficult questions on this show for people to think about. This is fairly simple. Just tell us what time you normally go to bed. What time, what time do you normally go to bed? Half 10. So that's, that's quite early, isn't it? I'd say it's quite early. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Another 90 minutes and then you're into another day. I don't I, think half ten is late. I get a buzz at midnight. I kind of think, oof, just biting into the next day now. And on top of that, we get, we get through the door at eight o'clock in the evening. True. So you're, you're in bed within two and a half hours of getting through the day. <laughs> yeah. You don't muck around. <laughs> no, no. Can, I, can I lovingly say, if you're waiting for your brain to calm down, you're going to be waiting a long <laughs> time, my friend. I'll tell you, that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, though, isn't it? That is the problem. I've got a brain like a box of frogs. <laughs> Anna from Slough says, the whole house go to bed at 1am round here. 1am? 1am. Now, I like the cut of their jib. <laughs> Partying all night. I should have said earlier, I, I monitor my sleep with my wristwatch. OK. Uh, and I know for a fact I sleep on average 7 hours, 12 minutes per night. All oh, right, that's cool. You can tell that from that tag you got on your ankle, haven't you? <laughs> he walked into that one. I think you'd get on with Billy. He says always after midnight, NFL season then demolishes any normal pattern. He sounds like my kind of guy. Carl says, hope you guys are okay. Go to bed anytime from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock because I get up for work at 4 a.m. What about that? Oh, we've got Irfan on the line right now. Fella, what time do you go to bed then? I'm in bed at 9.30 every evening. No way, Irfan. 9.30? That's so early. It's still light outside, surely. 
It is, but I mean, I do my reading, I do my YouTube, oh, I, and I'm oh. ready for sleeping by 10, and I don't remember anything <laughs> 10.30 onwards. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested. So are you going to bed, the, the whole house is going to bed with you at half nine, or are you, are you going in no, there early? No, no, I'm the only one, wife and kids, don't come, don't sleep before midnight. Wow. Wow. You're missing out on like two and a half hours with your most betrothed people. Well, you know, I, I get my, my time yeah. undisturbed, and that is lovely. The whole day I'm busy doing stuff for kids and everyone else. Yeah. And in the last, you know, one and a half hours is mine. Just I get it uninterrupted, and I love it. Bit of his YouTube time. Do you wear a little eye mask going to sleep, Irfan? I've got you down as an eye mask kind of guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Fair enough. And then just one final question. You, you talk about your YouTube. What kind of thing are you watching then? I mean, I catch up with the day's events. I mean, there's some news items. There's a little bit of cricket, the ashes, you know, um, all sorts. Oh, I don't think I'd sleep if I was watching the cricket <laughs> at 9.30 at the moment, Irfan. But, you know, by then you get the condensed version of the whole day, you know, um, and, and, and you know what has happened. You just see the action that you want to see. He's got... Irfan's got a very positive outlook on things. I'm going to get a T-shirt, and on the front it's going to say, Be More Irfan. <laughs> I would buy another one. Oh, lovely. Mrs Shippy says, I go to bed shockingly after midnight, and even though I'm up at half six, lots of coffee is needed. Uh, Charlotte is hanging on. When are you going to bed then, uh, Charlotte? Oh, I'm terrible. I don't go to bed till the early hours. I end up sitting down watching telly and playing with my phone. <laughs> wow. And just tell us your situation then. So are there other people asleep whilst you're staying up? Oh, yeah. So I've got seven kids. My oldest is 12 and my youngest is two. So it's the only time I get a bit of headspace, really. Um, and my husband's up in bed too, snoring. And, yeah, I just kind of chill out and watch a bit of telly. And, and probably I should be in bed because I'm shattered the next day, but I just need that bit of headspace. I was going to say, like, seven kids. I, I, I can't imagine having seven kids and not getting to the end of the day and not being tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think I'm, I'm already ready for the insane asylum. Frankly, I am just, yeah, I run on empty quite a lot, but they keep us busy and they keep us young. I bet they do. What time do they get up in the morning? Because that's the thing with kids; they don't give you a lie-in, do they? No, no. Um, so probably about six, six thirty. Wow. To, to be fair, my husband's ex-military and he's great at early mornings, whereas. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Well, you'd have to be in the SAS to be able to put up with seven kids, that's for sure. That's crazy. And then what kind of stuff do you watch? If you, you know, you have a bit of you time, Charlotte. What programmes are you watching in the evening then? Be honest. Oh, probably a bit of Vikings or oh. Last Kingdom. Yeah, I like I like my kind of, yeah, period drama type ones. Or some girly stuff that my husband won't watch. What about cricket highlights on YouTube? <laughs> that would send me to sleep. I can't understand cricket, to be frank. Well, if you ever need to get an early night, Richie will send you some film. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. I want to give you the chance to take control now. Uh, tonight, I'm going out for a, a, a meal and some drinks with me mate, James. OK. However, neither of us can decide what we fancy doing. OK. Uh, it's between pub burger and drinks. OK. Or curry and drinks. But can't decide which of the two. Literally, the two of us cannot decide. They're both being too polite. Uh, and I like the fact that drinks is the constant um, oh, amongst yes. those two things. Yes. 
Uh, and then, so let, let's just let's uh, spitball it a little bit here, mm-hmm. workshop it. If you were doing the uh, pub dinner kind of thing, what would that be? What, what meal do you see in front of you? I see a big fat burger with some chips and some mayonnaise and some drinks. Okay, and then let's go whoosh, in one of those kind of crossfade things, and then you sat in the Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. What are you having? I see poppadoms, I see a naan, garlic naan probably, cheese naan, I'd entertain the thought of it, pilau rice, butter chicken. Oh, how long are you in there for? <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, I- I'm going to throw my hat in the ring straight away. I-, I know I'm not the one to decide. Well, how are you going to decide Well, I- I- I'm-, I'm happy to take a poll vote tonight from Home Time listeners. Wow, so this is actual control because of your life. Because the-, the thing is, I would be happy with both. I just can't decide between the two. It's win-win, as yeah, far as you're exactly. concerned. Exactly. So I'm-, I'm offering the chance, once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity, to control my life. Uh, well, can I... I'll put my two pennies worth in. It's and- valid, yeah. And thank you very much. I would say 100% it's got be going for a, a lovely Indian meal. Get yourself a naan going on there, a couple of pints of kingfisher. The conversation yep. flows. Yep, but do I fancy a burger? Oh, you have the spectre of the burger in the background. This it's, is this. It's really tricky. Actually, when you when you think about it, it's actually more uh, more nuanced than you would first think. Text kiss James and let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, Tracy from Manchester says it's got to be pub for a couple of sharpeners, packet of pork scratchings to whet the appetite curry pub for a couple before home uh, and I've then pasted her text three times so I can't read the rest of it. <laughs> so I want to be completely clear. Anne says definitely a burger and a pint. It's Tuesday. Curry is more of a Thursday night thing. Who's ever assigned it to a specific night? It's I've not never a we- heard that. Weatherspoons thing. Is it like Curry Club? I know there's nights of the week where you're not meant to have fish and chips because traditionally like chip shops aren't open because there's no fish and that but it's like monday because then it'll been there all weekend exactly, or something exactly yeah but no i've not i've not heard about that and here's a new one marcus from Brixham, my old hometown in devon uh, he says for dinner how about a curried burger oh yes Ooh. please uh, how can richie say butter chicken is a lovely indian meal he should go with the burger as the ketchup <laughs> or burger sauce will be spicier than the indian meal he's planning carl in Chippenham. you have copped flack about this because it is your go-to curry order it is yeah but it's um it doesn't have to be sp- curries don't have to be spicy they don't have to be spicy and i acknowledge that uh, it's on the milder side of mild how many chili symbols is that in your average supermarket uh one half <laughs> A uh, couple of people giving you advice here what to do. You control the evening, Richie's evening tonight. Just Not just the music, it's Richie's evening. Yeah. Big L says, the wife's away, you've got a free pass. Get out for multiple beers, scrap the burger for chicken dippers. Uh, interesting idea. Uh, Ian, what are you suggesting? Well, I, I was looking at something called the Desi pub, D-E-S-I pub, and basically it's a traditional um, pub, and basically they serve Indian food, so you get the best of both worlds, and they might do a cheeky burger as well, you never know. Wow, so you get the kind of pub atmosphere, but then with the brilliant uh, Indian cuisine. That's correct, yes. That's what you get. Oh, you know, he's, I, he's wish, torn. I wish I had... That sounds perfect. That sounds like the solution. It's got both types of food that I want. It's got the atmosphere that I want. Um, but it just doesn't... They don't have one on the high street. There's, it, there's not one on, on the doorstep. It's, it's not an option to me, Ian. I'm going to have to move to the Midlands. Uh, but you're going to have to do that. You certainly have to, because it, it, it is great round here for that. Well, I'd never heard of it before, so you learn a new thing every night on this show, a Desi pub. Good suggestion. (laughs) This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. There's the show. Uh, As to our idea earlier on about Bush and Rich's blow the bloody doors off about the safe, we've called Dave a number of times, but he's yet to return our call. (laughs)